0: This is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast, episode 17. Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. Hey, y'all. So today we have a very special guest, and that is Erica of Fashion Lush. And Erica is one of the OG bloggers. Fashion Lush was, you know, one of the first to really take that blog that's kind of like, you know, a creative outlet into a business. And she recently launched some Lightroom presets, which I mean, if you've seen her photos on Instagram and on her blog, they are stunning. And you know, her editing process, you can tell like she really takes the time to edit her photos. But then what happens when we don't know how to edit our photos? Then we're like, oh my God, Photoshop is really stressful. I don't even know what to do. And then we just kind of look at our feed and we're like, it could be better. So anyway, she takes the guesswork out of photo editing and has presets now that can fit like any mood that you have whatever your Instagram aesthetic is and honestly my favorite part about playing around with these Lightroom presets that she created is it helps me understand the editing process more i'm pretty familiar with how to do it but sometimes if there's something new it kind of takes me a really long time to play around with it but With these presets, I just like add it to my photo and then I can make tweaks here and there and really understand more hands-on how to edit a photo rather than like relying on articles and things that I find on Pinterest or on Google. So anyway, let's just dive into the conversation and I hope y'all enjoy. Hey y'all, I'm here today with Erica Solman. She's an influencer and blogger behind Fashion Lush and the co-owner of BlogDo. Erica recently launched the Fashion Lush presets, which are custom presets for Lightroom that take the guesswork out of cohesive photo editing and will help you achieve the ultimate feed goals. Hey Erica, thanks for joining.
1: Hi Monica, thanks for having me.
0: You're so welcome. So I'm really excited to have you on because you are one of the OG bloggers. You have been in this industry since the start. So I'm really excited for us to really dive in and talk about your journey. Talk about what being an influencer really means for you after all this time and you know your new projects including the Lightroom presets.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. And yeah, I, I have to- been blogging for a really long time. It makes, <laughs> me, it makes me feel ancient. <laughs>
0: So, I love to kick off these episodes with a little this or that. So, if you're down, we can dive into that first.
1: Absolutely. Okay.
0: So, the first one is, are you an early riser or a night owl?
1: I am definitely a night owl. My circadian rhythms are, like, from being on the computer so much, I think it's, like, knocked off my circadian rhythms. (laughs) So, I'm always up super late, sleeping a little, but... It works best for me. I'm most productive at night.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like that's something that has always been true for you even before you were blogging? Yeah.
1: I mean, my mom says when I was a little kid, like, I just was never wanting to go to bed and always wanting to sleep in. So I think that, like, part of it is just who I am as a person. But I definitely am a firm believer in the blue light from our electronics keeps you awake because it, like, emulates daylight. So I yeah. think because I'm on them, I'm on my computer and my phone so much that it has disrupted my disrupted my sleep schedule. But it works for gotcha. me.
0: <laughs> Tea or coffee?
1: Tea. I can't drink coffee.
0: How come? It well, I have really
1: bad anxiety, like oh, normal, yeah. like resting normal, and coffee, like I feel like I'm having a heart attack probably.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, I had to go four years without coffee because. I was getting to that point where it was just – I had a Starbucks refresher once, actually, which is not even coffee. I think it's just made with coffee beans. And I thought I was, like, going to die. Yeah. It's intense. <laughs> Coffee's intense. Yeah.
1: My boyfriend drinks a cup at, like, 5 o'clock at night. I don't I don't understand it.
0: I would never sleep. <laughs> yeah, never.
1: He goes to sleep at, like, 9. Oh, my gosh. Crazy.
0: <laughs> I need his secrets. Okay. The next one is podcasts or books.
1: Ooh, that's hard. Can I say both?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Is there one that you like better for the other?
1: Well, I do listen to a lot of books on tape because it's just more productive for me. I can't always get the time to read. So (laughs) uh, it just depends. Like if I have downtime, a book always, but if it's just like, Regular, everyday, I've got a podcast in my car or when I'm getting my nails done, I'm usually listening to a podcast in my earphone, earbuds. So I don't know, I love them both.
0: <laughs> okay, I feel like I know the answer to this one, but colorful wardrobe or neutral wardrobe? Well, for many,
1: many years, I had this thing where like I thought my brand was like only wearing black and white and then like I started wanting uh-huh. to wear color. And I boxed myself in. So now I'm very colorful. I've, I've been able yeah. to get out and I've been incorporating a lot of color into my wardrobe. So I'd have to say color.
0: Yes. Love it. I feel like I saw your post the other day about what your feed used to look like and what it looks like now. And it's like pops of color everywhere.
1: Yeah. It's like two completely different people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and. Obsessed
1: with Black and white, everything.
0: Mm hmm. And that's something that I actually want to dive in during our conversation today is, you know, like how to stay on brand while still, you know, transitioning with changes like that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. So mimosa or Bloody Mary? Bloody Mary. Yes. You're the first person, by the way, to say Bloody Mary.
1: Oh my God. I love a Bloody Mary. <laughs> and I, I mean, mimosas are too sweet. Mm-hmm.
0: I love a good savory drink. Me too. Okay, and here's the last one: takeout or cooking?
1: Takeout. I can't cook, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> I
1: am like Postmates' number one customer. I Postmates yes. way more than people should. It's so convenient. I love it. <laughs> I
0: know. Well, I had a moment when the same Post same Postmates guy was coming and delivering the food, and I was like, "Oh, am I supposed to be on first name?" basis with the Postmates
1: guy. I like strive to be on a first name basis. It's like, (laughs) I can't wait for the moment they know me by name.
0: (laughs) I love that so much. Okay, so now let's dive in more into the business piece of things. Because again, you have been in the blogging industry for years. Before it was really this whole huge million dollar influencer space that it is now, So for you, how have you seen your blog and business shift from when you first started to what it is today?
1: I think that in the beginning, it was very much like real time, write what you want. Like, I guess it's not it wasn't as curated, which isn't a bad thing. I I am glad that it's more curated now. It better suits my like obsession with aesthetics and all of those things but definitely back then it was like post a picture write something move on with your day now a blog post takes me you know two to four hours depending on the post and same goes for instagram content is like if you i mean i look at my feed a year ago and i'm like wow like that was not a very thought out photo or you know it just changes so much the effort put into things and just, I mean, include uh, including the fact that it's su- it's such a saturated industry now that it's just time to up your game versus before where it was like, you know, something not as quality worked and people liked it, but now you've got to like really keep up, keep up with the Joneses.
0: Yeah. Did you ever think that this industry, when you first started in it and what it is now, did you know that it was going to become this?
1: No had no idea. I mean, I was very much raised with like this traditional thinking that you get a nine to five job and that's where you, that's just what you do and you get insurance benefits and all of those good things. And like when I started blogging, it was still my idea that blogging was fun, but like I still need to find a nine to five. And it was a lot of the influences around me like that's not going to be an, that's not going to be a sustainable income. That's not you know, that's never going to be a career and then now it is, which is just crazy to me. Crazy and rewarding, but crazy. Yeah.
0: When did you realize, oh, wait, this actually can be a career?
1: Probably it was, I got, I was working a dash job and my whole department got laid off and I called my friend and I was just like, you know, I can't, I should probably start looking for another job. And she was like, just give it six months. And if you make a paycheck, then it could be something. And so after like, month and a half i made my first paycheck and i was like okay this could actually be a career like that's when i was like well if i can make money from this like i can make this happen and work for myself and so that was the big moment and around that same time a lot of bloggers were coming into the space and like killing it so i knew that there was potential in making it happen
0: how much of trust in just like the universe like okay i can make this happen went into this
1: a lot of trust in the universe. I truly believe that if you have like positive thoughts towards something, it's gonna happen. The book, The Secret, like that is real. I've, it's crazy, but it is like, I've I've conjured up parking spots. You know, the book, The Secret, Mm -hmm. where like, if you think there's gonna be a parking spot, there's gonna be a parking spot. So it kind of just, that day that I left work, my friend was like, see if you make a paycheck. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a paycheck. Like, I'm just going to. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, you know, it really, I just think it works energetically. Like I think positive thoughts, I think things are going to go the way that I want them to. And you just got to keep the energy high, I guess. I mean, I believe that in so many aspects of my life. This is completely like off topic, but even organizing, this is crazy. I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but even organizing your wallet, it's such a little thing yeah. energetically. But if you organize your wallet, I can like, guarantee that the the money will flow in. It yes. always works. It always yes. happens for me. So it's just thinking what you want to happen, especially in an industry like blogging was so important to me because I didn't know. There was no like definitive answer if it was going to be something.
0: Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Well, and I love your wallet example because that's how I feel about my nightstand. I feel like when I clear off my nightstand and it's just like super clean and organized and not cluttered, that's when like the things that I want start flowing in. It's crazy. It's
1: crazy. It's like feng Shuiing parts of your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's really cool to think about it that way because it's – I don't want to say less pressure, but when you think about how saturated this industry is becoming, it allows you to have a little bit more stake in it because you get to decide.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: As you've seen the industry really grow, how have you realized how important it is to really have your own aesthetic and brand?
1: That's probably the most important thing that like I've grasped as this industry grew, because I feel like a lot of like my beginning stages is I spent trying to fit a mold. Like what, what are people liking? Like, just like you would, if you were making a product, you'd be like, okay, what is like the general public like? So that was like my, my thought process. And I didn't gain a lot of traction in that time. And I look back on that content and I didn't, I just, I look, it didn't look like me. It didn't feel like me. Um, and I felt it and I wasn't happy with the blog. I mean, I liked it and I enjoyed it, but there was something missing for me too. And so, um, it took a while, but eventually I was just like, you know what, I'm going to try something completely different and just really be hundred percent me and see what that does for me because this isn't working. And I feel like that was like one of the huge catalysts to like what got Fashionless to where it is today and how it grew. So I think that's yeah. very important
0: for you what did that look like was it the colors that you used in your photographs was it even like the poses that you did what was like you that all sudden like was really showcased
1: Um, uh, um it manifested in a bunch of ways yes my posing my editing my colors um my aesthetics all of those things like just slightly shifted. I mean, I've always been very into aesthetics, so I kept that pretty true, but there was definitely a shift of just like, you know, stepping outside the box, doing things a little differently, talking about subjects that I was fearful that that was controversial. I have Mm. a, I have a section on my blog called the Mary Jane Diaries, and I talk a lot about cannabis. And for a Mm. while, that was something I was really scared to talk about, but I, you know, just content pieces like that. It just, that's a big part of who I am and to not share it felt like I was hiding something. So Mm -hmm. it was just being more myself, being more open and taking the bad with the good. And luckily for me, it's been a lot more good, very little bad.
0: (laughs) How do you overcome the fear of really putting out your true authentic self? online? Like you said, just posting the post that might be controversial. How do you get over that fear?
1: Gosh, it was hard. I mean, I like I still I don't like the negativity that can be on social media. So I don't want to offend anybody Mm -hmm. ever. Um, But I think it was just the thought process of like thinking to myself, okay, if one person's mad about this, 10 people might find it super helpful. And that's much more important to me. Is just thinking about the people who do relate versus the people who might be offended. You can't worry about them because you're working towards the people that, you know, are relating with your content. Those are the people you want to stick around. So if someone doesn't like what I'm, what I'm writing about and they unfollow me, that's actually better for me.
0: Yeah, totally. So on that note, how has community building been so vital to your blog?
1: I think I mean the community, the fashionless community building. Them is everything. So for me, my number one goal with blogging is just to reach out and build that community and have them relate to me on a personal level because I, I that's just you know I'm I'm the the same as their best friend. Like I don't want to be like this. Look at that. Look at that goals. Hashtag goals. Mm-hmm. I want that community to feel related to me, and I want them to feel like I'm being my authentic self. And by doing that, I do feel like it builds this tribe of people. Like some of my followers, I've never met them, but I feel like they're my friends. Like I come back to them and talk to them and we are always chatting on DMs. Some of them I text with, like it's just getting those people to know that like I'm not out there with the wrong intentions. I want to like get to know these people. I want to influence them in a positive way. And I think that having that community has been extremely beneficial to me in so many more ways than just business. And I think for them, like, I feel that they, I feel that it's because I'm not looking to be aspirational. I'm not looking to be that like, you know, look at the trip I'm on, look at this and relatable. I think mm-hmm. it makes this world feel a lot smaller for people. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, the community aspect is just the best part about blogging for me.
0: Absolutely, I love that because I think I come across a lot of new bloggers, either they're thinking about it still, or they, all they have is like a URL and they get intimidated because they think no one's going to follow me unless I'm living like this perfect lifestyle.
1: Which isn't the case. I mean, some of my favorite people to follow are like, you know, very down to earth, at home people, a look at their real lives. That's what people want to see now. It's not as much about showing off what you have anymore. People want to see what's behind the doors. They don't want to see, like, if you're on vacation, yes, it's beautiful, and my readers love it when I'm on vacation, but they also want to see, like, Zach and I, what we're doing behind the scenes on vacation, not like the gorgeous photo of the ocean. They want a real-life look at things. So I think that if you are relatable and you have something to offer then you're good to go but if you know if you go into it i mean the the thing is is people do love to look at those things they love to look at the Mm -hmm. fancy cars fancy house and all those things but they're not going to convert to this like relatable engaged audience
0: right and i feel like one of the things that makes you really relatable is when you bring your mom on on instagram stories linda i love linda right And I feel like everyone does. Everyone has fallen in love with her.
1: I get more DMs in my life than when when I'm with Linda, I get the most. Like people are blowing, I can't even. Like people are blowing up my phone. I need to hire someone to come with us on the days I'm with Linda because it's insane how much people love her. And she is like everybody's mom. Everyone's like, oh my God. Like either she reminds me of my mom. I wish she was my mom. (laughs) She's so amazing and like yes I am so blessed I do have the best mom ever but it's just fun it's fun for other people to like see what I see of like this amazing person in my life and get to know her it's been really fun for us
0: (laughs) (laughs) seriously they're the best stories but again it does show how like why Instagram stories has taken off the way it has
1: absolutely I need I mean Instagram stories are great I love that like you can really – people are starting to, like, get more curated with their Instagram stories, of course. But still, That's it's true. a more real-life look at things. And, I I mean, people are spending more time, I believe, looking at Instagram stories than they are Instagram posts these days for that reason. Totally.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you ever need to check in with yourself and being like, okay, wait, am I overthinking this? Um, or… Is this overly curated? Do I need to take a step back?
1: Oh my gosh, all the time. (laughs) All the time. I mean, sometimes it will take me a ridiculous amount of time to edit an Instagram photo and I will just be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is not productive. This is not productive, just go for it. I mean, this morning I posted this ridiculous video of myself. And I I was sitting there thinking about it like should I post it should I not post it should I post it is it the co- the colors aren't right with videos it's always hard aesthetically mm-hmm. so I was going back and forth and I was like you know what I'm just gonna post it and like people of course they liked it it, it was yeah. me being me and they liked it and it wasn't overly curated and those things do work I still can't disconnect a hundred percent from the from curating like it's mm-hmm. just who I am in my nature but I definitely have to check in sometimes and be like okay you're like this isn't productive realize
0: <laughs> well and that's this is kind of the perfect transition into talking about your presets because you're right we do spend a lot of time just like behind the phone just trying to get the shades right and just getting it perfectly or even behind our computer and that time could be spent you know doing a lot of other things and so i love your presets because honestly like now that like i've gotten the hang of them i'm like this saves me so much time
1: so much time it's so funny because i'm editing some photos right now and i'm using
0: the lush preset
1: and i'm just thinking god this is like so easy this is like it, usually it takes me before i did the presets it would take me forever to edit a photo uh, when i was on photoshop only which was a long time ago thank god i switched to Lightroom. Yeah. Because doing it in Photoshop takes forever. Yeah. Uh, but I was just like thinking like, this is so great. Like it was just one click and like now my photo will be done or my post will be done in like a very reasonable amount of time, hopefully by the end of the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just t- it makes things so much easier. And having like, you know, my core presets, it keeps my aesthetic like cohesive no matter what, because I know these all mm-hmm. work together.
0: Yeah. That's a really cool point that you bring up is that a lot of times there's that picture that we take and we love it, but then we're like, does this not fit my feed at all? But if you have these presets, you can really like stay on point.
1: Yes, exactly. And like, you know, I'm, I'm a nut about editing. Like I am a nut. Of, it's like very. I'm very passionate about it. I'm OCD about it. But mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about it. And so I like having the presets because it really makes things easier, like I said, Um, You can customize them to fit, like, what you need. Lightroom is so easy. People are very, like, I feel like people are scared of Lightroom. Lightroom is so easy. And it just helps make – take the guesswork out of keeping it all cohesive, aesthetic, like, on point. And I love them. I love them. They're my little babies.
0: And (laughs) you're right. Like, Photoshop – for anyone who's only played in Photoshop and was like, okay, this is way too intimidating – If you go into Lightroom, you're like, oh, this is all I need. I don't need all the other bells and whistles.
1: I mean, I think of the years that I was doing Photoshop and I look back on that and I was like, oh my gosh, I was making so much extra work for myself. And I'm always like a a, kind of stuck in my ways. So I didn't, you know, I'm trying to think I didn't switch from Blackberry to iPhone for a while. It took me a while. (laughs) I didn't get on Instagram first because I don't like learning new things, but I wasted so much time not learning Lightroom. It's a life changer.
0: Lightroom is awesome. So where did the idea to launch your presets to the public come from?
1: So I have been, I mean, I've always been, like I said, psycho about my editing (laughs) and you get a lot. I get a lot of requests. I mean, anyone who's got like, you know, a cohesive looking feed I'm sure gets these requests of how Mm -hmm. do you edit your photos? I hate not being able to answer. I want to answer everyone on everything and be honest because my biggest pet peeve and I am not shy. I like I messaged a girl the other day and it's like, "Oh my gosh, like she was a huge blogger, maybe never even will see my message, but like what app is this?" And mm. for some reason, people don't want to share that. Like I she know. she never responded. So, yeah. you know, she doesn't want to share that and that's fine. I get it. But I like to share. I think that no matter what like being open about like the apps you use, your editing process. Like people are worried someone's going to get the same look as them. Well, everyone takes different photos and every, you know, it's just the whole point of an influencer is to be influencing and sharing what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. when people kept, and then I started doing tap to edits on my Insta stories actually. And that's when the questions really came like, what filters this? What filters this? And it was Lightroom. And I was like, okay, I got to slow down on these tap to edits because I don't have an answer. And that's like not fair to post it and be like, oh, it's Lightroom, sorry. So during that time, I was like, I need to make my presets available. So I I had them all, of course not organized. So it took me a couple <laughs> months, to get all my presets organized, get them like all, tweak them to perfection, make sure they're super versatile, mm-hmm. get the site up. And then at least now I've got like an answer if someone says, how did you edit this? So that was like the big driving force, is I just didn't want to hide anything.
0: Yeah, and I think that you're right. That does happen in this industry. I mean, it happens in any industry, really, of, you know, when people find their thing that, like, makes them them, they don't want to share the secret. But at the end of the day, we all have our own spin on things. Like, we can't truly, like, copy someone if we're being authentic with ourselves.
1: Exactly. And, like, I always say there's enough room on the internet for everybody. Like, the internet is vast. It's endless. We can all be on it. Like, we can all yes. share things, It's you know?
0: Yeah, and so, as, you know, as someone who has been reading your blog and following you on Instagram for a long time, I thought it was really cool that you did this because, again, the openness behind it. Like, not feeling like I can't share my secrets because everyone's going to copy me. Because as someone who, like, Again, I watched your Instagram stories. I'm like, no one could copy Erica anyway.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, because everything's individual to everybody, you know? Like, every – it's just – I think it's impo- – like, you can be influenced by somebody, but, like, you're if you're not that person, you can't copy how they did it exactly. And, like, another thing with influencers that I just can't stand, like I said, the name of the game – is that you're influencing, you're doing this to share. So if you're not gonna share, then why are you doing it? I saw an influencer post the other day, a picture, and the caption was something like along the lines, it was just scrolling on the feed of like, my face when people copy me. And I'm like, but you're an influencer, so what are you mad about? I don't understand, isn't that the point? It's crazy. I know. It is. It is. And that's the point of it. Like, you know, B, I I'm thrilled if somebody is inspired by me. I wouldn't even call it copying, you know? Uh-huh. So that's yeah. kind of my thought process on it.
0: Totally. So what's a good way for people to use your presets while still being really true to them? Well, there's six different
1: presets. So like all of them have kind of a different flavor. And I think if you look at the site, like you could see like, oh, you know, I want like my feed to go a little bit more in that grainy vintage direction Well, there's a preset for that. Or I want my feed to be like super edgy and contrasted and there's a preset for that. Or I want the more edited but not look, which people really love, including myself, is that you don't want it to look over edited and people are loving that. I have a preset called the quickie, which people are loving. I
0: love it. Yeah.
1: So it's like. There is a preset for everyone, and I conti- and I want to continue down the road to take requests for presets, and I've gotten a handful of them because my feed is, you know, more desaturated, more edgy. I don't want all my presets to be just geared toward me. I love right. making the presets. I want people to start, like, my dream is start sending me, like, feeds. Like, can you make this, like, three presets that match this feed? Like, that's, like, a challenge I would love to take on. Mm-hmm. So, um, because I know some people love a warmer feed, and, like, I can't, you know, I don't – that's not my cup of tea. I like kind of a cooler feed, but I want to, like, make presets for everybody. So – Yeah. My next set, I want to do, like, a Kim Kardashian vibe. because People <gasps> love that.
0: Oh, my gosh. Like, warmer, yes.
1: nudes. Yeah. I wish we I could that. post stuff like that. But, you know, you stick <laughs> with your feed. You stick with your theme. Yeah.
0: Do you ever feel like you're kind of constricted in that, feeling like you do need to – to what it is
1: occasionally, like when I when I can't post a photo because it doesn't fit the feed, and I love the photo, then I'm like, ugh, this is restricting myself, and I I really won't post it because I like that cohesiveness. Um, people might think that's crazy, but I like, for example, my boyfriend and I are going to this really cute at like a bed and breakfast this weekend just for Friday night, and. <laughs> I've already looked at photos because I'm like okay it's it's got a heart shaped bathtub which is like a dream I'm loving it but the walls behind the bathtub are all like brown wood so I'm like how am I going to do that that does not match my feed like we were going to have to get super creative with that so yeah like it does get restricting people I mean this sounds ridiculous to like people who don't blog but people who blog get what I'm saying like of course yeah. I looked at photos and saw that it had wood yeah. um so Yes, it can get restricted, but the thing about editing that I love is I can edit things to match my feet better. So I just did, I just edited a set of photos and I loved the backdrop. This is also crazy. Um, well, it's not that crazy. No, the backdrop had green and yellow, and so I changed the green and yellow to black and pink. Easily, like you know, if I want it to work, I'm gonna make it work, and that's what right. I love about photo editing is that I'm, you know, you gotta make it work. And so, although the green and yellow was very cool, I'm not seeing that on my feed right now, so I just changed the green. You just took down, I took down all the saturation, and then the pinks. I just moved the like the hue, or I mean the yellow. I moved the hue over to the left, and it changed it to pink in like two steps.
0: I love that. So, really, like, you don't have to be restricted by it. All you have to do is, like, play.
1: Yeah, just change a couple colors and it works.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So, are you completely self-taught? And I know you do graphic design for BlogDo as well. So, both with photo editing and graphic design, did you study this in school or?
1: So, I went to college for uh, fashion merchandising. and. That was a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) so they didn't have a huge focus on this kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. i i believe now that the program at cal state long beach i'm sure has evolved to focus on more things like computer related for the fashion program because blogging Mm -hmm. is so huge i'd love to see what schools are doing like for their curriculums for that but yeah i did learn in college i learned photoshop and illustrator but we learned it in the sense of making patterns and designing clothes. So I didn't learn it from like a photo editing stance. It made it easier for me. I think when I got into photo editing, cause I knew the basics of Photoshop, but as far as like graphic design, um, for blogs, like everything blog related, photo editing, all that stuff, I did teach myself. So I started when I was, well, I started co- I also code websites, which like, Something that I started when I was super young. I started it back in the MySpace days to learn how to code. I taught myself. I don't know how old I was then. MySpace. I was probably fifteen. I don't know.
0: Um, <laughs> again, a long time ago. So I. That's so funny. That's when I started to learn that too, because back then you couldn't really make a website pretty without figuring it out yourself. Exactly.
1: There wasn't like a space for that. So I started with MySpace and learning how to code to design my MySpace. And then I didn't code for many, many years because Facebook came onto the scene and there was no customization there. Uh, So I kind of like lost my skills. And then when I started Fashion Lush, I, like you said, I wanted a pretty site. I wanted it custom and there really wasn't a space to do that. So I had a lot of free time because I was in, in college and like, I didn't, I wasn't working, so I just kind of sat at night and taught myself how to code with my website to look the way I wanted. And then when I switched to WordPress, I, I taught myself how to code on WordPress and I designed my site. And Lauren and I were talking. Lauren from the Skinny Confidential, sorry, Lauren from the Skinny Confidential. We were talking at a coffee shop, and she was saying, "I want you to design my site." So we started that project. And she's like, "Why don't we do this? Like, you can design sites and like." You can do graphic design and like we can like, you know, we've got a good eye for this. Let's do it. So that's how BlogDo started. I still design websites for BlogDo. Not as often we do have developers now, but I still do like my my passion projects. I'll take on sites that I'm super excited about. It's a fun challenge for me. I really enjoy it. I love graphic design. I love photo editing. I love teaching myself new things. And I think it's like super powerful and confidence boosting for women to learn teach themselves how to do things like it makes me feel good when I figure out how to you know make my site function this way it's it's confidence boosting I enjoy it and it's always a fun challenge for me
0: yeah it's funny a lot of times when I talk to people who you know started their blog like 10 years ago even more than 10 years ago A lot of the knowledge to create it comes from like, you know, being open minded about being on the tech techie side of things. And I love that.
1: I feel like some people could get intimidated by it, but like it's really, you know, it's nice to know that I don't have to like say that if something happened on my site at two in the morning, I don't have to like freak out and find someone to fix it. Like I figure I can figure Mm -hmm. it out. So
0: Yeah it's really empowering and like you don't have to know everything but again like to be able to like at 2am be able to go in there and get it at least back to life
1: yeah exactly like you don't need a whole team of people
0: for someone who is in the blogging space and they don't know the techie side of things where do you recommend they start
1: Well, if they are looking for a site sign, they could always come to blog too. That's the whole idea is that for people who aren't so tech friendly. Yeah. But there's tons of like websites to teach yourself. One that I always used to use was called lynda.com. I'm Um, sure that's probably outdated now. I'm not sure.
0: Is it? I was going to say like, that's what I did too.
1: (laughs) I think lynda.com is like this, maybe the industry standard. I'm not, I'm not sure if there's any more that are like blogger specific, But that has a ton of great tutorials. Google, YouTube, you know, all of the above. YouTube is great if you're looking to learn like web design or Photoshop or graphic design because you can just follow along with them while they do something. And that's honestly, like, I would say, uh, really how I learned. I would just look at how other people are doing it. I would follow tutorials, and then from there, you learn different parts of, you know, Photoshop. Say, like, you know, you just get more accustomed with it. That's just how you get comfortable with it so it's finding out what you want to do and then researching how to do it and following along or you can hire someone like blogged to design your site
0: (laughs) yeah and i think the cool thing about your presets too is like a really easy way to dive into lightroom without ever being in there before because you know you give a guide and then how to make any tweaks and then from there you can kind of play around with it and see okay this is why the bright this is how the brightness affected this picture and then start to learn from there
1: exactly so each preset i do i have it come with a full pdf because if people never use lightroom before it walks you through that and i also put in there like the tips. so for with with presets how they work is that and, I, and you know this because you've used them is that every picture is taken in different light in different settings and so it can't be one size fit all. Fits all. So in each preset, I come. It comes with a, a PDF walking you through some of like the the most probable edits you'll need. So a big one is white balance, and white balance is basically like how warm or cool your photo is. And so if my photo was taken on a cool day, you know that preset might not work as well. But all you do is switch the white balance to auto and then it'll fix it. So just, I think it is helpful. And I think if you don't do Lightroom, you just install the presets and you open it up. And because of that guide that walks you through it, you really do get to see, okay, well, you know, my dress, uh, the way Erica's preset is, is my dress is like not bright enough. And so you could see in my preset guide, I say, if you want to adjust the the hue and saturation, you find that color if your dress is yellow and you bring up the brightness and like it walks you through all those steps and then at the same time, you're figuring out Lightroom and it's so easy. It's really the easiest.
0: And for things like Lightroom, uh, I think it's a lot easier to learn when you're just doing it rather than watching a video. And I think this kind of forces you even to like really dive in. Yeah,
1: exactly. It just forces you to figure it out. And it's way less intimidating than people think. That's like one of the big things I've gotten. Like, I guess criticism wise about the presets is can we get them on Photoshop? And like Mm. photo I'm more comfortable with Photoshop. Lightroom's confusing. And it's like, oh God, I wish I could just come (laughs) over. I wish I could just come over and show you like how backwards (laughs) you've got it in the nicest way possible. Lightroom is like a dream.
0: Yeah. But it's
1: Photoshop is also like kind of industry standard for people so I get it I used photoshop for years wasting time
0: (laughs) (laughs) all about the time saving yep so when you did create these presets what was like the biggest learning curve when it came to actually launching something that people could buy from you Well, the
1: presets are awesome because there's no shipping, which is great. Um, I really enjoyed that part of it. I think that like where I'm stuck right now is like a marketing plan because you have to think, and this has been a learning curve for me, is like I originally my concept was to target bloggers for these. And like now I'm thinking that maybe I need to go to like photographers and a wider audience because, again, like bloggers Mm – they have their aesthetics in mind. Um, they know what they like. And I I see there have been... Everyone who's bought my preset has been a blogger. So that's great. But I just think the marketing plan, figuring all that out, is that I was so excited to launch. And I worked so hard on the website that like I was just like, okay, launch. And then now yeah. I'm like, okay, now I need a marketing plan. So I'm like one step behind and one step forward because I right. just wanted to get them out there. I well, The biggest problem I see for people and I didn't want to get stuck in this is the failure to launch is you wait, yes. you wait, you wait, and you wait, and you wait. So I launched. And now I think that I have to go backwards a little, but I mean, it's all learning curve. This is like the first product I've ever had. And it's really fun. And I can't wait to see it grow. Um, I think the whole thing is a learning curve. I mean, I'm a people pleaser by nature. So like, The fact that they're going off into the universe, I want to ask everyone, do you like them? Like, do you need help? Can I help you? How are you doing with them? You know, I want to know what everyone's thinking. Um, I think I just have to let the reins go a little and relax on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that's a really cool point that you brought up about – just getting it out there first. And yeah, maybe you don't have the marketing piece figured out, but now because it's out there and you have all these people that have bought them, you have more information to create a more efficient marketing plan even.
1: Exactly, which I don't think is the worst thing. Like like I said, it's a learning yeah. curve. I don't think it's the worst thing. I could have come out the gates with this like marketing plan and then realize my audience is all off. So I'm still like exactly. gauging yeah. like my, what my audience is, who's buying these presets? How are they using them? And kind of just like studying, you know, I I made this site through Shopify, which is really great because you can track like all the demographics. So just researching that and kind of coming up with a plan from that is actually could end up being more beneficial than if I did it, you know, the other way, because I could have been wasting time. So it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. seeing what works and what doesn't. Exactly.
0: And again, like the failure to launch things, see that all the time. And you believed in something, you put it out there, and it's happening
1: exactly. I mean, with blog, do like working on people's sites. One thing I see is that they want to edit, 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 and change and change and change. And well, maybe I want to go back on this color, and maybe I want to change this color. And then I know what's happening, like I can feel yeah. it. <laughs> like, you know, I know what's happening. It's like you're over – like, you know, the site can be perfect. It can be the most beautiful site you've ever built. And then when they're going back and forth like that, I know what's going on. And I just want to tell them, like, don't be scared. Is that is that what's going on? Are you scared? Like, what's going on? Like, let's just get the site up so you can start, you know, doing what you want to do versus talking about it for a really, really long time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's a total mindset piece to it.
1: Yeah. And it and it and what hap- – I mean, with any project, the longer it takes you to complete – the more, the increases the chances that you're not gonna complete it. And so I'm just like, you know, when I decided I wanted to do presets, I buckled down and I was like, okay, you're gonna get this site up in like, you know, quick. Like, let's let's get to move on. And it was stressful, like incredibly stressful. And it, you know, a lot of late nights, but like, I didn't wanna sit on this. Not to mention the fact that like, I really enjoyed posting those tap to edits and I like couldn't post them anymore until I got, it could, because people were asking. Every time I posted, how do you edit this? Why are you sharing it if you can't, you know, tell us? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I totally feel you. Like I'm working on it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's coming. It's coming. No, and now it's here. And seriously, I have been having so much fun with it. And again, it's made my life so much easier. And it's actually gotten me excited again about posting more photos because like a new toy kind of i
1: know it is my favorite thing is like when my photo my photographer and i went out and shot photos yesterday and like i had a workout right afterwards but like all i wanted to do was go home and like <laughs> see which preset looked best it's like yeah. fun for me like oh look at like you know the sky was blue in this photo and look what this preset did it looks so cool like that's exciting for me
0: <laughs> yeah oh my gosh for me too so, and I love that you have a promo code for the listener, so they can get 10% off with the code SOCIETYGAL. So, thank you so much for that, because, it, seriously, it's like you're going to spend the rest of the night playing around with these, y'all.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so fun, and if anybody gets them and has
0: any questions,
1: you can always DM me. Like I said, I want to know what everybody thinks. <laughs> I'm a
0: psycho. Perfect. Okay, so... When I wrap up these episodes, there's two questions that I ask all my guests. The first one is, what was your morning routine today?
1: Oh man, my, mom, my, <laughs> my my routine today was not good. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I woke up, I laid in bed for 15 minutes with my French bulldog playing. And which I think is actually a really good way to start the day. Yes, it made me so cheerful. And then I went downstairs and I started editing photos. And I haven't stopped (laughs) since. I mean, I've been editing photos and answering emails. I haven't stopped. Today has not been my best day. But I do intend to now make a smoothie uh, for lunch. I'm not a breakfast person. I've never been a breakfast person. So I'll make a smoothie for lunch and, like, kind of finish up my blog post. But this morning's routine was pretty much got out of bed, washed my face, brushed my teeth all of the normal things and then went straight to work.
0: (laughs) I love it. So you know what's funny is this question used to be what's your morning routine and I started to pick up on that people were like just saying what their ideal morning routine was rather than like what they actually do.
1: Yeah what was your actual like what's your what was like I could say I made some avocado toast and (laughs) a cup of iced tea and like no, let's get real. I haven't yeah. brushed my hair. I haven't brushed my hair yet today, so.
0: Same. And it's 5 p.m. where I am, so. Story of,
1: Story of my life.
0: The beauty of podcasting. Right?
1: And <laughs> blogging. It's like, you know. Yeah. If I don't want to, I don't have
0: to. <laughs> exactly. And then the last question is, what is your favorite lifestyle hack of the moment?
1: Oh, man. I'm like the queen of hacks, and now I'm not going to be able to think of one. Let me think. Okay, one hack I really, really love, which people have actually um, criticized me for on Instagram, but I don't care, is (laughs) I like, and I don't know if this is what you're referring to, but we'll try. I like to spray perfume in my hairbrush. Oh, yeah. And people have been giving me shit for it because they say that's drying out your hair, and I'm like, I don't care. My hair's fake. (laughs) It's not my hair. I don't know whose hair it is. It's not mine. <laughs> it's drawing oh my out God. my extensions. Like, okay. Right. Fine. <laughs> fine. My hair smells good all day. It's
0: already dead. It's already dead. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> but no, I, that, that's a hack that I've been really liking lately. Um, I'm trying to think if I've got anything else. Oh, I got this. Um, and I don't know if this is a hack either. And they're all beauty related, of course. Uh, I got this charcoal toothpaste that my mom swore by for whitening her teeth. And if you look at my mom, she's got like the whitest set of teeth you've ever seen. I can't personally whiten my teeth at all because I have such sensitive teeth for some reason. So she said to get the charcoal toothpaste and it is like so amazing. It's on Amazon. It's a charcoal toothpaste. Um, I think all of them probably work the same, but it is the best teeth whitener I've used in a long time.
0: Oh, so is it like just normal tube toothpaste or is it the powder stuff? It's not the
1: powder. I couldn't do okay. the powder. Cause it,
0: yeah, that kind of freaks me out.
1: Like driving me crazy. I have a powder. <laughs> I never use it. Um, So this is a tube and like I'm really weird because I need my toothpaste to like taste like as close to Colgate as possible. Like uh-huh. the I use Tom's when like I need to get close to that taste. So I mix... Tom's toothpaste with the charcoal toothpaste.
0: Oh, see, now that's a hack. I love that.
1: There's the hack part of (laughs) it. Because I need it to taste like a run-of-your-mill minty toothpaste, and the charcoal doesn't. It tastes kind of like coconutty. I think it's charcoal and coconut. So I mix it with my Tom's. Call it a day.
0: Oh, Oh my my gosh. White tea. Love it. I'm going to try it. It's amazing. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Erica, so much for joining today. That was so fun. Yeah, it's been so much fun, and it flew by. And so again, where can they find your presets, and then where can they find you? Okay, so the
1: presets you can find at FashionLushShop.com, and you can find me on Instagram at FashionLush or on the blog, which is www.FashionLush.com.
0: Amazing. And y'all, seriously, DM her. Like, I love that you respond to your DMs. Where are you from? Kansas City,
1: Kansas City. Okay, I'm from Nashville. I heard the y'all. Oh no way! <laughs> I heard that y'all. Why didn't I hear that before?
0: <laughs> I grew up in Texas, so when I was, I when I was seven, I moved to Kansas City. The, the y'all never went away. Yeah, you
1: don't have an accent, but you've got the y'all.
0: Yep, that's why.
1: <laughs> Back to your subject. I respond to all of my DMs. Yes. yes. Slide in it. there.
0: <laughs> seriously it makes a difference when like you send something to someone and they actually respond yeah i mean i could never not respond
1: i don't know it would feel weird to me not to if yeah reaching out to you so exactly. always right. i always enjoy it yeah well
0: thank you so much again thank you that was so fun thanks for listening to the influencer girl lifestyle podcast loved this episode head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free tips and trainings, head over to monicawoodoms.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.